Welcome to another episode of Game Source Podcast. We are on episode 18. We actually have three of our main players on tonight. Um, Gerald, we got Gerald here, we got Drake, and we got Chris, and of course, myself, Nick. Yeah, it's another beautiful day in paradise, sir. What's up, world? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm here again. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's your catchphrase. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the catchphrase. It just guess, he's here. guess he's here again. There you go. <laughs> it just took some time, Gerald. We, we figured we would eventually find out, right? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, PS Vita gets a lukewarm debut in Japan. Yeah, lukewarm's not uh, not not really the uh, <laughs> the punchline here. Ice cold. I think it's more of a. <laughs> <laughs> the sales uh, take a um, very sharp decline in its second week of release. Um, actually, we have a little news here on the Vita. Um, it looks like within the first 48 hours of release, 325,000 units, and I'm sure that's probably a very close approximation of what it really was, um, was sold, um, again, within 48 hours. Um, however, only 72,000 additional units, uh, 72 and a half, were sold um, thereafter. So it, it's looking like a pretty dismal, um, you know, beginning for the PS Vita, which is uh, kind of, I don't know, I mean, it, it looked like it had some pretty good potential. I mean, PS3, yeah. PS3 graphics on the go, I mean, I don't know, what do you guys think? Yeah, but that sounds like it's, I mean, that's only in one country with not as many, uh, I, I guess, not as many uh, hardcore gamers as there are in America right now, but... Well, I mean, uh, how well the 3DS sold, though. I mean, when they, you know, put their feelers out and did a pre, kind of a pre-launch uh, over, you know. I think Japan is more known for Nintendo than Sony. I, I don't know. That's just probably me. I think that there's their Nintendo line with Mario and everything else is much more popular than their, their Sony because most of those games from Sony are still made here in America. Yeah, I mean, it, you almost wonder, I mean, to a certain degree, and of course, you know, we mean no offense to anyone at all, but, um, you know, I almost wonder if it's because it's American-made is why, you know, just for that reason, maybe why sales aren't potentially where they could be. Whereas, you know, you're right, i got to agree with you, you know, Nintendo's kind of always been, um, its origins kind of always you know, came from Japan, so I mean, if I'm correct in saying so, I don't know, Gerald, am I, red or, am I hot or cold on that? Well, it's just a bit that the, the sales were a disappointment, um, hugely, um, as far as the, the Vita is concerned, because they were projecting a lot more, um, and I think a lot of people were projecting a lot, lot bigger sales initially, especially in Japan, so um, I think I think you're right on the money there, Nick. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, it. of course, we won't know. And, again, that is a significantly small percentage, you know, worldwide as far as, you know, the gaming market, as far as the gaming market's concerned. So, I mean, we can only, you know, anticipate in the future that we may see a potential increase in sales. But now, what do you guys think? Do you think, you know, given another two to three weeks, that there will be a decline or an increase in sales? And what are your thoughts on, you know, how well it'll sell once, um, you know, it's released to the U.S.? Do you see potential growth or decline? I just think it's only going to get worse from here in Japan unless they change the price, even though I thought the price was actually a fair one coming out initially. Um, I just think that unless they start uh, uh, refocusing an attempt to maybe either package it for the same price for the game um, or something has to has to uh, uh, be drastically done in order to make it more attractive to the consumer. Well, yeah, but in MSRPs for 349 with the... Um, with the packaging out, doesn't it? You know, it's two forty nine as basic uh, Wi-Fi system, two ninety nine with the actual uh, Wi-Fi and three G built in. 
Yeah, but for I thought for three forty nine, Sony's also including a memory stick in a game. Um, I'm not sure if they're doing a package here in North America. I do know their four gig stick starts at nineteen ninety nine. They just reduced and cut the prices in half. Uh, um, excuse me, up to half on on almost all their uh, uh, memory cards coming out. So that may be the case. So um, if the four gig does actually get released at nineteen ninety nine, you could theory. You could realistically get that and a game uh, on the 249 system um, that would equate actually below 349 to me, as a matter of fact. Now, if they package it as with the with the uh, 3G system at that, that's also possible as well. Yeah, I mean, I think if they packaged it out and maybe included a game or something else, I think it would probably incentivize the uh, you know the purchase of the system a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Chris, what are you? What's your thoughts on that, man? Well, I mean, of course, any packaging, any bundling is going to be uh, beneficial towards Sony if they just make it twenty, thirty, forty dollars cheaper than buying everything separate and it's kind of a, an essential kit. Then, heck, it, it's probably the best thing they can do. Uh, they do it with all their other Sony things, PS3 with the Uncharted bundle. Uh, saving you some money on Uncharted and giving you more hard drive space. I mean, that's something Sony has always done. And if they do it with the Vita, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, I think it would increase their sales, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess only time will tell. Um, knowing Sony, I, I, I'm, I'm certain they'll probably package it out and, you know, um, make an attractive offer for the consumer, but... Um, We'll have to wait till February to see. Yep, we'll have to wait till February to see. Um, I'm actually, uh, you know, speaking of uh, what's actually coming before the major release of the system, which we actually make it to see at CES, Consumer Electronics Show 2012. We actually um, will be attending that, your game source, next week. Um, it appears there have been a, a number of rumored appearances, um, as always, right before these consumer electronic events, on, um, you know, some various online reports. What do you guys think, one, will be at CES? Will there be any kind of major unveiling of, uh, you know, any technology that will, you know, think will spark the consumer's interest? And two, what do you hope to see at the show? Well, I know the... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Gerald, no, you go first. I I feel like I interrupted that. So, Gerald, go. Well, I do know the Wii U is going to be um, at CES and make an appearance there uh, again for the first time uh, since uh, E3. So I I believe uh, that's going to be a major source of interest for any video gamer out there. Plus, I know um, that there's been several sites reporting that some, some of the maybe midline games and some of the games that are coming out in February or March are also going to de- uh, get some heavy heavy play at the uh, both the Microsoft and the Sony booth as well. Yeah, and the one thing that I well, the one thing that I am looking forward to and I got an email about is uh, the demo to Mass Effect 3. And they are having sessions there at, at CES to play it, but you must sign up pre- uh, before like the end of this week to actually get in to see it or play it. Really, I didn't. I didn't get an email about that. Me Not and uh, me and Corey both got one. I've been getting a lot of email from the Electronic uh, Arts Association, but I haven't gotten anything like that. Yeah, I I got it, and so did Corey. But uh, it was about a month ago. I didn't read my email until about a week ago, though. So I'm probably not going to get in, considering they only let in like like 2,000 people, and I'm I'm not sure if I made it within the cut. But I sent in my, uh, my application, and they're probably going to say, send me another email before CES comes around. But it's not on, the, it's not in the same, uh, uh, like, same place as CES. It's going to be near the convention center, just outside of, uh, just outside of the, the parameters of it. Uh, probably outside one of the booths like we played at uh, Bioshock 2 at Hundro. Yeah, but but send us that info. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, I'll send you out a uh, I'll record over the email. 
And the other thing that I, I really do want to see uh, out there at CES is uh, I really want to know if they're going to be um, bringing back or telling us when the Star Wars Connect is coming out. I really want to know that it was supposed to come out a month ago, and they need to do something with that because uh, Star Wars fans and uh, Connect fans and everybody are just waiting for this game. And people who pre-ordered it almost a year ago now are still trying to find out what's going on with it. And they have Microsoft has no uh, leads onto that. Chris, the game is going to tank. It sucks. It, it's not. The game sucks, man. I don't, I don't okay, matter yeah. how you slice it, the game is going to suck. Okay, th- that one demonstration of, yes, it did, it did kind of blow. But it's not going to be that same way. Because they've been pushing it back for far too long. It, they're not going to pull another Duke Nukem with this thing. I know, but, I mean, you could tell by that. At the Microsoft press conference, the movements were just, I mean, they weren't even fluid. I mean, you were, like, floating on air like a fairy when, you know, you went from point A to point B. And the overall connect mechanics really aren't going to work very well with the game. I, you could already tell it's, it's going to be a... You know, you really have no way of moving. It's you're you're kind of like on a <laughs> on a on a predestined path through the level. I, I'm telling you, I that game is going to tank. Well, that was the same with Rise of Nightmares. However, Rise of Nightmares also did pretty well. I mean, it wasn't the best game, but it was a a pretty unique game for it. And there was only so much movement you can do. But it was but it wasn't Connect either. Connect limits your mobility completely. The only thing it allows you to do is physically move. And I, I've always said that's going to be a real big limitation with Microsoft's overall product line because they are going to be very limited overall in their production of future titles because they there is no mobility in the games. Not what yet. about the... Well, what does Drake think? Uh, actually, you guys have been breaking up. Uh, what subject are we on right now? <laughs> huh. <laughs> the... Basically, we're trying to find out what uh, what the new Star Wars Connect game is going to do. If it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad, or if we need to uh, just move on from the topic. But it's just your opinion on it. It's probably going to change just like the other Star Wars games for the Wii. I mean, you could sit here and play a Star Wars game on the PS3 or the Xbox. But when it comes down to trying to play it on the Wii, the way Nintendo does things, it's not going to cut up to be anything, so it's not going to tank out, and just that whole mobility thing, you know, just like Nick just said, you know, it's, uh, it's going to get in the way of it. So, so you're saying that if, if they don't improve it, like, is, is there no way that they can improve this game at all, or is it just... Don't make it connect. Then <laughs> why would they release a four hundred and fifty dollars system with a game that's worth maybe ten bucks, or not even that? If you're saying, I because truthfully, they I don't know if maybe there was just lack of you know engineering thought that went into the creation of the Connect, but you, I mean it, it, you have to admit it's evident that their games are going to be very limited, and not everybody wants to bebop and dance and get down with their bad self on Dance Central. But I like getting down with my bad self. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just their games are going to be extremely limited. They're cartoonish, and and you know what? As as you know, as not so great as some of the move games. Sorry, Sony. Um, you know, it's really people are, are looking at it and going, well, you know what, the graphics are evidently better on the PlayStation 3, and although it's similar to the Wii, it seems like it does what the Wii does except better. And you not only are, not only that, but you're able to play, you know, titles like Resistance 3 and Killzone 3 with the functionality of the PlayStation Move remotes, which also, screw you, Microsoft, allows you to move through your games. Wow, what a concept. Maybe you guys should have thought about that before you made the Connect. So I, I, I'm sticking to it, you know. I'm telling you, everybody who I've asked about, you know, at Best Buy, by the way, thinks that game is going to suck upon release. It is going to tank. 
comments made by Nick are not supported by the rest of the game source group. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I'd probably have to side with Nick on this one. Uh, it's just, Chris, you just have to realize it's the old adage, you know, um, about first impressions, you know. You can never undo a first impression, and and upon most of the media and like such as our us, the first impression that we got was not that impressive. Uh, I'm just I'll try to keep an open mind about it. I'm hoping they realize that the reason why it's been delayed was the fact that it was just not really up to snuff um, for something that was going to be a holiday release, and I'm just hopeful that that maybe we can get a sneak peek. Um, at next week at CES, and hopefully we'll get a, a better view, and hopefully we'll get a better presentation from them this time around. Yeah. Well, I mean, E3 was seven months ago. They've had seven months to put their best workers on this to fix it, and still more to come until it's actually made. Uh, I just have high hopes for it. I really hope it does good, because I would hate to see Microsoft lose a bunch of customers because they had one bad game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, actually, you know, on the Star Wars topic, topic, uh, you know, is it, does everybody, <laughs> does everybody have their peace with that before we move on? Yeah, I'm yes. good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the Star Wars topic, Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, uh, shatters MMO sales records. Wow, you said that like in a broken sentence. <laughs> So what does that mean for WoW, <laughs> World of Warcraft, for those of you who don't know? Could there World finally be a competitor that will take down World of Warcraft? <laughs> don't be silly. <laughs> well, maybe over time, it's possible. Any big, 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 big game like that, it's going to fall eventually. I mean, they're still expanding World of Warcraft, so it's it's still going to be the most popular one for a while, but once Star Wars actually builds up its uh, credibility and they have more to add to it, increase the level cap more than 50, which is kind of lame, um, then they're going to actually have a lot more customers switch from World of Warcraft to Star Wars, which then eventually I can see it uh, becoming the main dominant MMO game. Do you think, like, they'll hire hitmen from, like, each company to, like, kill people from the other company? (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, They're going to switch him to the dark side to just slay him right there. (laughs) Well, all I'll say is this. You know, you talked about the expansions that are coming up for a while. I mean, there's only one expansion that I know of that's coming out, and it involves pandas. So, (laughs) you know... That does not bode well for me uh, as someone that, you know, is thinking about going into the MMM world, MMO world. And I just, as someone that, that uh, you know, seeing it uh, from an outsider's point right now, it just does not make WoW that attractive when, when you're not really taking it seriously. Because you cannot tell me an expansion with pandas is, is taking you know, SWOTOR, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, seriously by any stretch of the imagination. Conversely, you know, Star Wars The, the Old Republic has to, to make sure it not only, you know, keeps its install base, but grows upon that by continually producing great content, continually making sure you've got it updated to keep it as fresh as possible for, for your players. If not, you know, it's just going to be like all the others, Rift, Lord of the Rings, Conan, Matrix, you know, Galaxies, they're all, you know, they're all going to, you know, after a year, people will be like, oh, yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great, and then, you know, you just don't get the updates where you need it, and then they just, by the end of the year, it's going to be back to, you know, under a million so, subscribers, so it's just not, you know, it, it, for right now, I see great things from Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, and I'm just hoping that, the, you know, Bioware and EA will do the right things to, to make sure that it stays that way. Yeah, but, I mean, EA and Bioware also have other games to focus on, so I don't know if they're going to be too uh, focused on Star Wars. Unlike Blizzard, which has two games out in the world, and their main one is World of Warcraft, so they can focus that daily. But, you know, I mean, with the kind of money that they've already put into it, and the kind yeah. of money that they have they have to generate out of it to make a profit on it, they do have to make this a major focus. I disagree with you there. 
I mean, you're yeah, talking, um, you know, analysts have, have stated that, you know, it's cost upwards of $100, $150 million to make this game and put it on the shelves. And, you know, just outside of just basically selling in order to maintain, you know, make a profit, they're going to have to go at least year, two, three years with, with two, three, four million subscribers uh, in order to make, you know, to generate after what you're giving to George Lucas in order to generate $40, $50 million a year. So, because you're, True. I know for, I know pretty much that you have to pay a handsome royalty to George Lucas before you even, uh, think about putting a, a game out on the market like this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, all I have to say to all that is, is that PETA, you better do something, you know, about Panda Patch coming out, because that is a total violation of your humane, you know, Animal Humanity Act. Because You're still dwelling on that. <laughs> so, so, Nick, are you going to go off on the new Connectimals game as well, because that has pandas now, or bears? Right. The PETA, what are, what, what's the deal? What you're falling short of, you fall short of your glory here. You attack Nintendo, come on, you gotta go after Microsoft, and wow, you know, with those giant pandas in there, you know, somebody might get a bamboo stuck, where, you know, the sun don't shine or something, and, you know, you guys need to get on it, PETA, come on, don't let me down. A bunch of morons. Anyway, um. <laughs> I think we should head to a break right now. <laughs> that was kind of building up there, so <laughs> just had to just had to make that known to the public. Angry Nick strikes again. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I'm gonna. I should wear a shirt to CES with a big circle and cross through anti-PETA. <laughs> no, I should wear. I'm gonna wear my spirit my spirit hat. There you go, PETA. Says it all. <laughs> All right, well, actually, we are going to head to a break before we do our reviews, so uh, stay tuned, folks. We'll, <laughs> we'll be back. I love it! All right, welcome back, folks. We Where's are Drake? <laughs> I don't know where... Uh, Did you lose Drake? I was reminiscing for just a moment on like, uh, when we used to play Left 4 Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying uh, to get back he's, on? Uh, he's loading it. Hello, Drake? Drake? Yeah. It's Drake. Echo. Echo, echo. <laughs> no, I, I was hearing the hiss, and I was, like, telling Nick earlier, when Drake's uh, mic comes on, it sounds like I should hit my old tape player and hit the Dolby noise reduction, so. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, work. fine for a cheapo $10 Target brand thing, all right? You should buy some turtle beans. Yeah, last minute thing. Yeah, well, we don't get we don't we don't all get Best Buy discounts on Turtle Beach. <laughs> I wish you could come over to Fry's because they the one I bought Nick and and myself the fifteen dollar one that was actually a pretty good one. Yeah, it is actually. I don't have any complaints about that. And I plus, it hooks up to your phone. Okay, whenever you guys are ready. Oh, <laughs> all right. So. uh we're going to get into the uh, Star Wars, the uh, Old Republic. Uh, Chris is actually going to take the lead on this because uh, personally I haven't played it, so uh, I refuse to pay for, for $60 cards. So um, go ahead and take the gold, my man. Okay. Oh, wait, have we recorded yet? Are we still <laughs> recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Okay. Oh, well, then we're going to start over right now. So Star Wars, <laughs> the Old Republic, because there was actually a new Republic somewhere in there. It was too. a long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, God, who doesn't know that game, or who doesn't know that movie? My bad. If only uh, I had a switchboard right now, I could have played that song. Yeah. Come to the dark side. Dude, that would have been perfect if I was if I could, like, play that in the background as you were talking. I've got to play the Darth Vader. All right, so the Old Republic uh, is obviously the newest uh, MMO, massively multiplayer online game for the computer. 
just starting uh, with a big release, um, as you heard earlier in the podcast, having uh, quite a bit of sales and now competing with what was originally the the biggest, uh, I guess you can still say they are the biggest uh, MMO game is World of Warcraft. But what makes them different or what makes them unique is that they went completely uh, along the lines of Star Wars characters and Star Wars plot and divided it amongst, obviously, your rebellions and your uh, Sith sides or Empire sides, whatever you want to call them. And they go each way. Uh, they have a giant war because this is supposed to be thousands and thousands of years before the rise of Darth Vader. So it's when the wars are just starting. And each person or each class that you can choose from has their own story. And these stories are linked up together that once you reach a certain level and a certain uh, place in the storyline, you're mixed in with the other empires and the other uh, rebellions together. And they kind of work out together in a, in a nice story pattern, which is kind of weird because World of Warcraft never had a story, really. They just had a bunch of quests that kind of led to nothing into Intercity. And uh, the whole thing, uh, whether you choose your good side or your dark side, uh, become a Jedi, become a Sith, it really depends on where you want to go with this. I mean, a lot of people say the the bad is always the is always the good or the best. And I had a chance to play with both sides, and really, the bad side has a better story. But I think more of the the Jedi's are stronger. I, I don't know if they did that just because in the movies they're more popular and they for some reason win every war or what the deal is with that, but the the whole Jedi side is uh, seems to be a little bit more powerful, in my opinion at least, but depends on how you actually play the game. With the, with the four different classes on each side as well, you get a whole, whole different view of how you want to play, whether you want to be an actual Jedi with lightsabers, whether you want to be a bounty hunter or an Imperial agent to use guns and technology to help you out throughout the game. Uh, it just kind of gets you all over the place. Right now, since it is just starting out, there isn't much you can do, not as far as you can go in the game. And that's my only downside to that, is it's not as massive as World of Warcraft, which just makes me feel like I'm kind of stuck on a few things I can do. I can keep doing them over and over again, and sometimes it gets more fun each match or each... Uh, each quest, but again, I'm still stuck on 50 levels I can go up to, uh, a couple different planets and galaxies I can go to, and not as many people as there are on World of Warcraft. But the game itself, I mean, the graphics are much better. It's uh, much more, if you have the right, or if you have a fast enough computer, it's a much more fluid game. And the the whole online community there is much more willing to work together. It really seems like a much more team, team-oriented team uh, game, which makes it uh, much better for multiplayer. And I'd probably have to say that, I mean, just getting down to the, to the bare bones on this game, it's probably going to be close to beating World of Warcraft in the future. I don't know if it will. I'm not too sure if it won't. I don't know if it's going to sink or anything. I can't tell the future. But I can see this game having the potential of getting up to World of Warcraft's 11 million players and so forth. But the game itself, I mean, in my perspective, I give it a good 8 out of 10. Uh, maybe an 8.5 out of 10 just because of its graphics and how well it's been doing in the first two weeks that it's been out. And I don't know, I, I mean, I've been talking for a few minutes, but uh, I don't know if you guys have seen anything or heard anything or wanted to try it, but, I mean, if Gerald or Nick, you guys think about anything, what would you have to say about the game? Well, I had asked you uh, before the, the podcast, um, I, I really was interested in the aspect of, of um, space battles because I know that, to me, that's an, always been a, a more enjoyable aspect of the Star Wars universe is the fact that you can have, 
you know, per se, the TIE fighter battles, the X-Wing, Y-Wing, perhaps even a Millennium Falcon-type battle against either ship-to-ship or ship-against-the-space-station, that type deal. Um, oh, yeah. And, and those right there are available in the game. Uh, I, I personally haven't been that far into it, but uh, from all the other uh, people I've played with and people that are already at maximum levels and Corey, who's probably playing it as we speak, um, they all say that it's it's extremely fun. Uh, most games like MMOs I'm into are for the PvP, player versus players, and uh, I find it a pretty a uh, pretty fun thing because there are different types of modes that you can play, like uh, kind of like capture the flag and other things like this, uh, defend and attack, and those ones are pretty nice. There's a variety of things, but the space battles still from what I hear, uh, blow the water out of all of those because it's much more Star Wars type. It's unique. You see it in all the movies, and that's what people like to get into is into a, in some kind of fighter jet and actually fly around in space doing missions or doing battles that way. Well, that's, uh, that sounds like it's very intriguing to me as someone who, like I said, uh, has always looked on the outside from from looking in uh, as far as joining any MMOs, but uh, this set definitely does pique my interest. Guys, what does it do for you? Well, you know, I could get past having to pay for, you know, uh, 68 cards. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, it is if you're broke. Oh. Um, graphically, the game looks impressive. Uh, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, secretly hoping it would have been a platform release, but uh, we all know that probably is not going to happen anytime in the near future. <laughs> Thank you, LucasArts. After World of Warcraft does, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we need World of Warcraft dominating the platform systems, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it would probably be a game that would, uh, you know, definitely spark my interest. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely uh, worth, worth giving a try, and Trust me, that's a lot coming from me. <laughs> well, if you want to try it out, I can give you some account information. Let's try it out, maybe. I mean, definitely it's a game you should try at least once, even if you just, well, okay, you could buy it, try the 30-day free trial that they come with it or something, and you'd be set. But um, I know a lot of people who said they were just going to do that have already went and bought out a six-month card or something. I can see that. I mean, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. I mean, uh, you know, I, I see it being uh, a, a title that, you know, has a, uh incredible amount of potential. Um, again, it, it looks like it has some solid gameplay. It has uh, definitely, you know, definitely has play value and replay value. Um, you know, I, I would I would say it's certainly worth trying out. You know, what do you think, Drake? Uh, honestly, just because I'm a Star Wars fan, I mean... I- that's probably going to be my thing to try that out. I mean, I'm not the biggest person on playing games on computers, just probably because my computer's old and slow and has no memory on it. Um, but like you said, if you're poor, this probably wouldn't be that great of a game. I mean, get the 30-day and use that all all the way up, and you'll be good. Uh, I think... If they do how well does it, they could probably challenge them quite a bit. <coughs> but as Chris said earlier, you know, it they have so much other games that they can work with that it's probably not going to get as much attention. Just come to the dark side, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and take that microphone with you, whoever's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll probably be my another cheapo thing for me. So, well, hey guys, we um, <clears throat> we actually we got to head to another break, and then uh, the round table of doom. Uh, how appropriate for this topic? Doom. <laughs> oh, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. 
welcome back, folks, to the Round Table of Doom. Come on, Chris. Doom. <laughs> okay. So. Wow, don't make somebody drop Whoa, it. someone needs to watch their stuff. <laughs> that was me, sorry. Oh. Stop spilling your sippy cups. Oh, man. Um, so, the best games of 2011. I think the best one was Let's Cheer for the Kinect. You yeah, have a review of that. Balance, I was expecting. You have a review of that. Yeah, well, I have the game, and I do have a slight review to it. Really? Really? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this, Nick. So you can plot your popcorn and listen. Oh man, <laughs> right. I'm serious about this. So, I mean, this is a little review so that way people can understand this. Let's cheer for the Connect is obviously a cheerleading game. Uh, Nick, this is probably his favorite game, oh. and these are his words verbatim. I love Let's Cheer for the <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't want to admit it to our millions of fans listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Do we really need to talk about this game? Can we, like, move on to the uh, best games of 2011? Well, hey. one of them. <laughs> okay, it might not be the very best, but for being an under underground game of like this, it is just like the UFC trainer. You're right. But it's built on cheerleaders. Been, hey, I, I've got a sister that cheerleads, so... The biggest thing is that I have to listen to Cheers every single day, every single hour, until she gets them right. And this game basically lets her sit and do the Cheers and train with professional choreography changes. So for younger girls, obviously, or guys if you're into that, uh, that are getting into cheerleading and want to be active and stuff, this will teach you and get you more uh, active and physically fit to become a cheerleader with stretches, exercising to warm up, and then, of course, the actual choreography and dance uh, routines that they go through. So, Nick, not for you. However, uh, probably the UFC one isn't for you either because you're not trying to be a UFC fighter. Uh, no, I, I've been inspired already. I'm going to tell you right now. Here I go. Angry Nick. Angry Nick. Here we go. go. Let's go. Angry Nick. Angry Nick. <laughs> Here we go. Go. Let's go. You know I, Dang, I mean, that is crazy, because that's almost exactly what they do. They they go through cheers just like that, and I don't think they say angry Nick, but they will uh, give you kind of a, a fill-in-the-blank of your team here. So, and you could probably just do that. They'll teach you how to do a herky and to do the splits and to do, yeah, they read the splits. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. A herky? Um, what, what, <laughs> what is What is a herky? Is it, like, it's, another name for a hernia? In, in a way, it like, if a guy did it, he would get a hernia. But <laughs> the girls, for some reason, they, they can do it perfectly. Remember, Jeff, this game isn't for you. It's a jump with, like, half of a split in the in the midair where you touch your toes. Oh, so okay. one, one leg goes completely straight out. The other one kind of bends inwards. And hey, they what'd you pull, say? I honestly don't think this sounds like a game for any male to even try to even try. Oh, to. no, not at all. <laughs> this is definitely not. However, I'm the only one with the younger sister here, so I wanted to let, well, unless, I don't know about Gerald, if he has any siblings. Never uh, actually asked. Too. I mean, she's in love with freaking Justin Bieber, but. Yeah, uh, I um, do, but trust me, my good man, I assure you, she is not interested in this title. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't, I'm, I'm the only one with a with a upbeat cheerleader for a sister. And that's all she likes to do is cheer since she was in sixth grade. And, I mean, it's something that she likes, so... And what grade is she in there, Drake? <laughs> for, what about a three, in a, what about a three as a six-year-old? How about, a, how about for kids? For a younger kid, it does have beginner ability, so that way they can get into it. Because uh, I know they have, like, the like the very young kids that are learning to be cheerleaders. Uh, I've seen them at our high school before, or at my old high school, they had, like, the siblings of the cheerleaders come out and cheerlead, too. So it gives you kind of a tutorial of how to get into cheerleading from beginners to intermediates to high school and college levels. Fair enough. Yeah, I, think, so, I think 
uh, young children would be better off playing Sesame Street with the Kinect? Oh, yeah, well, educational-wise. I mean, if you want to be fit, though, you know, cheerleading is one of the most, like, fit activities that you can do in high school without, like, beating the crap out of someone else. Yeah, but I believe that the foundation of cheerleading is really, in our country and society today, the, the starting making of bad girls. Because then you have girls hating other girls. And I just yeah. think it's a bad thing to start children with. I, I kind of agree. That, that's kind of how my sister is right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then they get into, like, girl fights, and then it's like, you know, who has the uh, Over who, who's more popular, who's got yeah. this, who's exactly. with that. Um, yeah, but you know what? Socially, if if you can bypass that, if you can be smart enough not to fall for that the drama of any sort. I mean, that's basically high school for you. That's not cheerleading. But cheerleading does give you that confidence boost that makes you feel like you're on top of others. And that's what basically, that's what rules high school is. Remember, boys and girls, if you do cheerleading, you'll learn the right values. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's all your really cheesy things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you were dick, then you probably did not learn that the right way, though. Uh, If you are are a social groundhog, this game might be good for you. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it it does build confidence. I mean, if you can do these weird things like that, honestly, if I could do a a herky, I I would be, like, freaking out. I'd be so happy that I could do something like that. Well, well, so let me get this straight. Um... Instead of the game of the year talk we were talking about, now we're talking about a herky? Oh, exactly. <laughs> See, if we can do that, if we can replace game of the years for cheering, okay. then I think it deserves game of the year. This game, this game does not deserve to be war- any more warrant for conversation than right now. It's done. Okay. The game is bad. <laughs> now, uh, okay. Then I'm just going to leave it with I gave it about a 7 out of 10 stars. I know that that review will be posted on our website on no, the front page very soon at yourdmstores.com, right I'm, next I'm, right next to Nick's corner. <laughs> exactly. That's I it. will make sure to take that thing down before he even reaches the public eye. <laughs> now, best games of 2011, and that is okay. not one of them I don't want to hear about anymore. <laughs> best games of 2011. I my top five. Okay, and uh, I know. Drill will give me crap about this, but my number Let's one cheer. was Zelda, Skyward Sword. Okay. Two was Untr- Uncharted. Okay, the new Uncharted Drake's Deception. Yep. Um, three was oh geez, what did I do for my third one? Oh, Skyrim. Four, I think I did. Uh, help me out here, Drill. You chose Batman. Oh yeah, there we go, Batman, Batman Arkham, <laughs> and then um, Battlefield is my fifth. Drake, go ahead. Uh, mine shot, it shocks me with this one. Number one would probably be Rage. Uh, number two, I would have to take... I'd probably end up going with Battlefield. Uh, crap. Hey, you've just changed, changed out the entire... Okay. Number three would probably have to be Uncharted. Uh... Four, definitely Gears. That one's in there. Uh, then my fifth one would be the new Mario Kart. That's a good choice. That has actually all switched around from what you told me yeah, earlier for the podcast. I down the list. I mean, I didn't actually give off the uh, actual order I had them in. I was just reading them down. Well, what is your order that you're supposed to have? What is the order that you would like them in? Was that is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I just put too much numbers over them when I wrote them down in my computer. So, Chris. Okay. Well, everyone should know by now. I'm kind of biased, but yeah, this couldn't isn't guess, just couldn't guess what bi- your number one is. You will not believe it. Actually, it's Gears of War three. <gasps> yeah. Really? Gerald, Who would have ever would guessed that? Would you believe that, Gerald? <laughs> okay, I I think it's just my okay. I don't know about the best, but it was my favorite game of 2011 of what they've done. 
So I'm kind of going off my favorite as well as what was the best to me. Number two was Skyrim, which should have been number one, but um, Gears of War 3 had to come out. Uh, number three, uh, I wrote it down, but I kind of forgot. I believe number three for me was uh, surprisingly oh, yeah. Saints Row the third. Um, just because of what they've done uh, Dude, differently. Number four, the same as Nick, was Batman Arkham City. And number five was actually the new Need for Speed The Run game. You actually put Saints Row the Third. Okay. Have you played it? Have you played it? You beat someone to death with a dildo bat. Are you serious, okay. man? Are you going to say that's a horrible idea? Oh man, I can. You can. You can run around butt naked beating people with dildo bats. You think that makes for a third top best game of 2011? Uh, no, not just that. But the whole customization of the entire game. If if you've ever played the entire series, the game was I'm, a joke, man. So it was a series. It, yeah, exactly. It's a fun game. It's just out there to be a joke. They're not trying to go out there and really kill hookers like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Saints Row is definitely a very good series. I mean, I well, actually, no. I'm sorry to interrupt. Actually, in the hode mode. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Actually, that's what you're Ford. supposed to exact. No, hold. No, it's hoard. Is like, it hoard? Like, like, like whore, but with a D at the end. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But that's that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Which, it's a fun and funny play. And hey, fun. when you look at the sales for it, it's not lying. With it getting on other sites, like I I. Personally, I haven't finished a review for it, but my rating is going to be above an 8. And you look at every other person that's rated it, it's been getting about an 8 out of 10 star. And you see a 3 out of 10. <laughs> that's because you don't like purple and you don't like PETA. <laughs> You're right. I hate you, PETA. Anyways, uh, I'll, I'll hate you. I'll speak for Sam and, and uh, Corey. Sam sent in her... Uh, Top five of 2011. Um, fortunately, she was not able to be here tonight. But uh, her number one was uh, Gears of War 3. Uh, her number two was Swotor, Star Wars The Old Republic. Number three was a surprise, definitely, for me. Um, Dragon Age 2. Oh, oh, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You know, you got a point. That, that's pretty, it was really good. No, it was not good. Hey, we're forgetting some of those games that came out at the beginning of the year, like Portal, that one. Uh, they tore Dragon Age to crap, man. Well, it was. I know there were some issues with it uh, amongst the, the the media out there, and it was not as highly rated as the original. But um, you know what? That's your choice, and I'm going to respect that. <laughs> um, yeah. Zelda, uh, that was a surprise for me. That is her number four choice. Uh, she is a I w- Zelda fan. Considering she, her nickname is Zelda. Yes. Probably. Yes. Um, and the, her Zelda insignia is on the site. But uh, you know what? That maybe she was kind of dis- That sounds like to me she was kind of disappointed by it. But uh, I'll, uh, hopefully she'll be able to elaborate on the next podcast. Uh, and then last, uh, f- her fifth choice was actually uh, something that was just out of my uh, top five, uh, L.A. Noir. Um mm-hmm. So I thought that was uh, that's her five right there. Corey, who also couldn't be here tonight because Dave's probably playing Hill Republic, but mm-hmm. that wasn't one of his top five choices. Um, number one was Skyrim. Number two was Batman. Number three was Gears. Number four was Dark Souls. And number <laughs> five was Battlefield 3. Very good. Uh, yeah, that's actually very solid. Yeah, uh, I got to give him. He does have a solid top five. And as last but not least, uh, I guess for me, um, number one, without a doubt, clear-cut, far and away, the little game, as you said, known as Uncharted 3. There's no bias there. No bias at all. Um, (laughs) Actually, it's just an awesome experience. You know, you can't... I gave it a 10. Uh, I rarely dish out 10s, and, and that, to me, deserves a 10 in every aspect, and uh, it truly was uh, far and away for me the game of the year. 
Um, Batman Arkham City is, is number two. Uh, number three uh, was Gears of War 3. Uh, number four, you going back to earlier this year, Killzone 3. Nice. And, and number five, um, Skyrim, which could have been and should have been my number two game, but it gets notched down uh, quite a bit due to the problems um, uh, for the PS3. Um, as has been reported by sites all over, the, the your save games on the PS3 are, uh, affect your actual gameplay with certain PS3 systems. Uh, it's something that has yet to be solved by Bethesda, um, and I just think it's something that, that if it hampers gameplay to a number of individuals still out there playing the game, I think that detracts it, uh, in my mind, as far as being considered at least you know, the top two choices. It's still a tremendous game on the PC and the 360, but um, if it's, a, a, you know, in some instances a broken game on the PS3, that to me uh, negates it a little bit. So, um, I guess when it comes down to the scoring system, which we replace for five points for our number one pick all the way to one point for our number five pick, I guess the drum roll, please for a game of the year for 2011 is Gears of War 3. Ow! That's right. Thank you. That was thanks to Sam and me right there. Uh, well, actually got good scores all around. The only per... Uh, actually was mentioned on everybody's... Uh, except for Nick. <laughs> What's the shock there? Yeah, that's not anywhere near shocking. Uh, next on the list is Skyrim, um, followed by Uncharted 3 and Batman tied for third. Uh, that's because I had to change at the last second because Drake changed his numbers around. Uh, and la fifth was Zelda. So that is our top five for the year. Um, we'd like your opinions. Tweet us uh, at GameSource or send us a message on Facebook or uh, yourgamesource at yahoo.com and send us your thoughts on the game of the year, but these will be posted on our site for you to review, and if you have any opinions on what we said, please, just feel free to give us a shout. Nick? Yeah, um, just remember that um, we are going to be at... Uh... Well, no, I did want to say that that um, We Cheer just missed my top five, but, you know, I <laughs> could not could not squeeze it in there, because, you know... I yeah, could... it was right there, but, I mean, well, I had to give the last spot to Need for Speed. I guess I should be fortunate we didn't have a top six then, right? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, that might have made number two on our list. I'm sure Drake was thinking about it as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Like, um, anyway. <laughs> remember, remember, uh... Can you come back up? <laughs> everyone out there who uh, <laughs> hates PETA and uh, also hates now the game Cheer, um... We will be live at CES 2012 next week. Um, we hope to, and we said this last year, um, but due to some technical uh, malfunctions, we were not able to upload things as quick as we had originally anticipated. However, I assure you, please um, keep a look at YouTube. Uh, Gerald, correct me if I'm wrong. However, uh, Gerald is very, very handy with his Evo uh, uploading pictures uh um, yeah. I mean, uploading video rather uh, straight. We will to YouTube. be we will be uploading videos straight to YouTube almost instantly from the actual site of CES in Las Vegas. We'll also be sending pictures to our Facebook site and also sending it out on Twitter. So you will get up to date info straight from your source, yourgamesource.com. Oh, that sounded uh, very impressive. I know. I've been working on that. <laughs> yeah, just remember, guys, that uh, you know we are, and you know, all, uh, can't get my words straight. On a serious note, um, we are uh, very, very interested in hearing what you have to say. And I believe on our contact page, we actually uh, threw a comment up that somebody was uh, gracious enough to give us. And uh, just uh, you know, make sure that if you uh, you want to be known. Send us a uh, send us a message, send us a comment, send us an email. Um, you know, we will put your opinions and thoughts up on the site. Um, you know, just remember to always to 
We keep it fresh at www.yourgamesource.com. Just make sure you send in uh, your content, your content material. Yeah, and if you don't like our site or something, or if there's something that you would like to see differently, always let us know because that's uh, that's something that Nick likes to hear and rant on about. Well, uh, if they didn't like our site, they wouldn't be going to it. If they didn't like our site, they wouldn't be listening to us. True. If they didn't like our site, then they wouldn't be calling Nick a, well, I can't say it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That kind of hurts. <laughs> As well it should. I'm hurt that Has somebody really said bad things about me? Possibly. You'll never know. Outside of me, no, but me alone, yes, I've, yeah. Have I, like, been fortunate to, you know, any ladies' emails? <laughs> oh, we, we we won't say that. Oh, okay. No, just but we do redirect their emails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, we will be doing live podcast right from there, so... Uh, just make sure to tune in. Uh, we will be there uh, Wednesday, January 11th, is it? That's correct, sir. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Wednesday, January 11th, and uh, we'll make sure to throw up some uh, photos. Um, expect sometime here in the near future for there to be a Game Source gallery, uh, gallery page. Um, that is something that will be in the works so that you can uh, check us out from all our events um, back when we first started to now. That's just awesome. And for future references, too. Yes. Future E3s and CESs and and all the other main events that we will be attending. So you're saying Drake could go ahead and take pictures, of, you know, grab those pictures off our upcoming gallery page and put it on his desktop and make it his wallpaper. Is that correct? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> hey, if, Drake? I recall, if, if I recall correctly, we have some pretty good photos with us with the Suicide Girls. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I know that was my wallpaper for a while. I turn that in. It's one of them home, all right? Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. <laughs> anyway. All right, um, so we'll drag this out and keep them in here for much longer. Yeah, I know, right? We should have, like, been off the air, like, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> So, well, guys, uh, thanks for joining us again tonight. Remember to check us out at www.yourgamesource.com and on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, let us know what you think. And until we meet again. Oh, until we do another podcast. Yeah, I was, was going to wait for Chris to go something like, I don't know. Something related to We shall bring you to the dark side. There we go. We shall bring you to the dark side. Until I tweet you at Twitter with a hashtag of Angry Nick. <laughs> Doom. Angry Nick, live at CES. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. All right. Good night. Mwah. The force will be with you.